Santa Margarita Ranch, near Oceanside, California, the makers of Taste and Sanborn Coffee bring you the Taste and Sanborn program. Starring Francis Langford with Spike Jones, the City Slickers, Tony Romano, I'm Ken Carpenter, and our guest this Sunday is Charles Kemper. And here's Francis! If you know a boy at Hoff General, I can tell you he's in wonderful hands and a wonderful place. The fellows here have asked me to sing a song I like a lot myself. And here it is. I never cared much for a moonlit sky. I never winked back at fireflies. But now that the stars are in your eyes, I'm beginning to see the light. I never went in. Blow a candlelight on the mistletoe. But now when you turn the lamp down low, I'm beginning to see the light. Used to ramble through the park, shadow boxing in the dark. Then you came and caused the spark that's a forlorn fire now. here right now, a way to double your pleasure from coffee. It's the iced coffee season, time to enjoy delicious ice chasing Sanborn. Never before has this great summer treat been so popular as it is today. And that isn't surprising when you stop to consider that it's a great deal more than just a cool drink. It's the king of them all, cooling of course, and delicious to taste, but besides all that, it's coffee. And what coffee it is. In the past year, chasing Sanborn brought more pleasure... And now, flavor takes on added importance when it has to combat the melting ice. So it's only good management, the sensible thing, to get all the flavor going. The more abundant, rich flavor you have to start with, the better your iced coffee will be. So get all the flavor the glass will hold. This week, get Chase and Sanborn coffee. <laughs> Say, Ken, 
Isn't it grand here in romantic old Santa Barbara? Oh, yes, Francis. The spirit of romance that pervades the atmosphere of this picturesque old California town, well, it's really done something to me. Well, what do you mean, Ken? Did I ever tell you, Francis, that your beautiful hair is as rich and glorious as the sun sinking like molten gold into the cerulean blue of the sea? Hmm. <laughs> Acts like a wolf, talks like a training film. <laughs> Say, I like it here in Santa Barbara, too, Francis. Don't you love to wander along the street among the antique shops? You see so many lovely old things. Yeah, and so many lovely young things. <laughs> By the way, have either of you seen the old wishing well they have here? I have, Ken. Say, is that the uh, well where the Indians say if you throw in a penny, anything you wish for will come out of the well? Wouldn't that be something if it worked? Did you try it, Spike? Oh, sure. I threw in a penny and wished for a kiss from Betty Grable. Did Betty Grable come out and give you a great big smack? No, but uh, Harry James did. <laughs> James, now there's an orchestra. Say, that reminds me, the City Slickers and I have a uh, number we want to play. Ah, Harry James, now there's an orchestra. <laughs> guest this evening, we might not have had the pleasure of his company at all this summer, because he's sailing with the USO show very soon to visit the boys across the Pacific. We're glad we got him in time, Mr. Gary Moore. <laughs> well, Gary, it won't be long now, will it? Oh, no, Francis, but what I want to find, it, uh, find out is how you, um, starting out fine, aren't I? <laughs> what I want to find out is how you knew... 
how did you know that they're sending me overseas? Well, why is it supposed to be confidential? Well, didn't you know? I am America's answer to the Japanese balloons. <laughs> well, I've been getting a lot of letters from boys that I know over there. Uh-huh. They've heard that you're coming, and they want to know whether they should see your show or whether they'd be better off that day if they asked for frontline duty. <laughs> Isn't she cute? Francis, what, uh, what did you tell them, and where can I phone my lawyer? <laughs> I haven't written them yet. They want to get your life story for that little newspaper they get out. Why, bless your little mess kit. I tell you, Francis, I... <laughs> you may tell, you may tell the boys that my life is an open book. I, I have never done anything to be ashamed of. Darn it. <laughs> my life, my life, oddly enough, started on the day that I was born. I was born, as I recall it, in the thriving village of Angry Skunk, Idaho, which is just across from the little town of ugh, Nebraska. And my, what an occasion it was. The nurse brought me into the room, and as my mother looked at me, her eyes filled up with tears, and she ran to the window, threw it open, and shouted aloud to all the neighbors, Everybody off the sidewalk, I'm going to jump. <laughs> Sweet of the old lady. Yes, wasn't it? Are you are you taking this all down? Every word. Silly girl. But as I grew, Francis, as I grew, I became larger. I don't know, with glands or something. And that's possible. And at, at the age of two, I kissed my first girl. You kissed a girl at the age of two? Well, it wasn't exactly a kiss. We were eating the same licorice stick, and I chewed past my hat. <laughs> but it was, a, it was the beginning, Francis, and at the age of three, I was married. Married? Whoever advised you to get married at the age of three? Mr. Anthony. I guess he didn't understand my problem. <laughs> so, Francis, at the age of four, the age of four, Reno, and from there to the age of five... Then there was never any real romance in your life? Well, yes and no. As luck would have it, I fell in with evil companions. I took to hanging around with a bad kid named Spike Jones. What a ruffian. What a ruffian. He wore loud sleeve garters, drank double sarsaparillas with root beer chasers, and was even caught playing tiddlywinks with loaded tiddly. He was. One day, one day we had nothing to do, and Spike said, Hey, Gary, you know what? I've been thinking. You have? Yeah, and I got an idea. Beginner's luck. <laughs> no kidding, Gary. How about we go over to the park and chase goyles? Chase goyles? That ain't no fun. Well, why not? We always catch them. <laughs> see, Francis, I, I wasn't terribly bright. Well, at least you held your own. Well, it wasn't easy. At the age of nine, Francis, a near tragedy struck. I began to have trouble with my eyesight. Well, I don't know. Somehow, everything I looked at seemed indistinct and blurred. But I went to a doctor, and he told me something to do that immediately restored my sight. What did he say? Get a haircut. <laughs> You've never been able to get it to grow back. 
Francis, look, let's let's stick to the script and let's not joke about this, shall we? You know, I was I was so impressed with this miracle that I decided to become a medical man myself. I determined to find the greatest panacea of all times. I was going to discover a cure for the common cold. And I did it, Francis. At the end of two years, I actually found out what was the best thing to do for a common cold. Well, quick, tell me, what is the best thing to do for a common cold? <laughs> I was... Oh, Francis, I was so proud of myself. Gary, everybody does that. You know, I found that out. It was a rude awakening. So I decided to quit medicine and do something for which I was better equipped. But you know, there's no money in being a bum. And besides, Francis, my life was predestined. Try what I may, there was no out. The radio kept calling me. Calling all cars. Be on the lookout for Gary Moore. What an actor, that carpenter. And so, friends, so, friends, to get revenge, I went on the radio myself. Yes, I went on the radio, and within two years, I was the star of my own program. Gary Moore, Boy Whack. <laughs> and so it was fame at last, Francis. And I couldn't appear in public without being greeted by a great fanfare. <laughs> what a tone. But finally, Francis, I accomplished my dream. This year, this year they have honored me by asking me to go overseas. Oh, that's wonderful, Gary. Who asked you to go? The boys over there? You know, the people over here. <laughs> so long, Francis. So, so long, guys. Thanks, Gary, for joining us this evening. I'll write the boys all you told me. And good luck over there. While Gary is overseas this summer, some of the men will be back here on furlough to meet their sweethearts and wives. We should hold a sacred place in our hearts for these girls at home who can't find glory and victory. They spend some time working in war plants, but they spend so much time alone, waiting patiently for that day when he'll return. It's for these sweethearts and wives that I'd like to dedicate my next song, He's Home for a Little While. He's home for a little while. He's mine, mine alone. No need to tell, but it Oh, my God. 
The uh, city slickers gave me this new band leader's baton. Ain't it a honey? I'll say it is. And look, it's studded with nuggets of gold. Those are kernels of corn. Believe <laughs> Well, now, it's a pretty thoughtful gift when you think it over. Uh, what would these men in my band do without me? What would they be? Yeah, what would they be, Ken? Musicians. <laughs> oh, I see. Say, I've got a little present for you, too, Spike. I'm overwhelmed. Well, it'll come in handy when you, if your band ever needs new instruments. Well, what is it? A merchandise order on a junkyard. <laughs> Why is everybody so kind to me? Maybe it's the manpower shortage. Anyway, Spike, I suppose you're anxious to use your new baton. Well, I can hardly wait. Neither can I. So long. Well, now, wait a minute, Francis. I want to explain to you exactly what we're going to do. We're going to give a, an impression of the ink spots imitating us, imitating them, imitating us, imitating that. Or would you rather be a fish? Blue. <laughs> The one you love The one you shouldn't hurt at all You always take the sweetest rose And Till the petals fall. Uh, excuse me there, Mr. Tony Romano. I'll tell this girl about this. Now, honey child, you notice that you always break the very, very kindest of her heart. Uh, with, a, with a hasty word uh, that you just can't seem to recall. Honey child, honey babe, honey lamb, honey doll, honey pie. Don't look at you. So now, if this boy, now mind you, I say, if this boy done broke your heart last night, honey child, honey lamb, honey baby, honey doll, honey pie, it's because, it's just because that he loves you the most. The most. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
one shouldn't hurt at all. You always take the sweetest rose and crush it till the petals fall. You always break crunch the kindest heart. people gather to eat whenever food is mentioned, this is the timely topic of the day. Timely and important to you. Now that iced coffee is taking the spotlight with meals in between, it's more important than ever to remember this. When you ask for a pound of coffee, what you're really buying is flavor. The more you can get, the happier you are. And that's why millions prefer Chase and Sanborn. Chase and Sanborn coffee brings you an abundance of richer, more delicious flavor over and above what you'd normally expect. And that explains the record-breaking tidal wave of enthusiasm for this finer blend. Through the past year, it brought more pleasure to more people than ever before. The reason is clear. It's that wealth of flavor, the extra goodness, just what's needed to offset the melting ice and come through with flying colors. It puts iced coffee in a class by itself, the king of hot weather drinks. Enjoy more iced coffee and enjoy iced coffee more. Get Chase and Sanborn coffee. Big new band have a group of Roger Hart numbers in which all of us take part. Starting now with Tony Romano singing Blue Moon. Blue Moon, you saw me standing alone without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. Just what I was there for You heard me sing a prayer for Someone I really could care for And then there suddenly appeared before me The only one my arms would ever hold I heard somebody whisper Please adore me And when I looked the moon had turned to gold Blue moon
By being able to be here with you and by the miracle of radio with your families, we're keeping sort of a purple heart date. Maybe they'll help bring us all closer together to understand each other. And perhaps remind some of us that the war is not really over for the men in hospital. Many of them will carry reminders of a few terrible minutes for the rest of their lives. Some have hurts that left no scars. There are many such men here at Hoff General where they concentrate on the rehabilitation of the hard of hearing. I talked to some of these men this morning with the aid of the best hearing devices the science of electronics could create. One way or another, they're beating back the awful science. None of them is bitter about the price he paid to ensure a freer, happier world, but many are worried about our reaction to their handicap. They don't know how much patience and consideration lies ahead when they rejoin civilian life. That patience and consideration, friends, is now our biggest job. Perhaps a man from Hawk General may wait on you someday in a department store or in a bank. If your words don't reach him quickly or clearly enough, try to spare him any embarrassment. He's earned your patience and more, more than any of us will ever be able to repay. Good night. again next Sunday at the same time when our guest will be Mr. Jack Carson. <laughs> Gary Moore appeared on this program to the courtesy of your neighborhood Rexall Drugstore. This is Ken Carpenter speaking from Santa Barbara, California. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of every ten say royal desserts taste more delicious. Yes, royal desserts taste more delicious. Yes, ma'am, 1,526 royal dessert users were asked why they prefer royal, insist on royal. And eight out of every ten said royal desserts taste more delicious. Get royal vanilla pudding tomorrow. Enjoy it plain or combined with fresh summer fruits or berries. Either way, Royal Vanilla is a treat. Delicate tasting, lusciously smooth, creamy texture. So easy, too, prepared in less than seven minutes and no sugar needed. If your grocer's out of Royal Vanilla, take Royal Chocolate or Royal Butterscotch or a tangy, fruity Royal Gelatin Dessert. Just be sure of one thing, get Royal. 
Remember, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of every ten say royal dessert tastes more delicious. Yes, royal desserts taste more delicious. This is the National Broadcasting Company.